0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, coming to you from River Road Studios. Today's show is sponsored by Occupy Medical.
1: Occupy Medical is a free integrated health clinic in Springfield, Oregon. You can find us on the web at occupy-medical.org. And just remember, we are a 501c3 organization. We help with integrated health, and we are a free clinic. And we're full of love. So make sure you write out those donations, and we will send you a tax receipt.
0: Uh, get Healthy Now with Candace.
2: Get Healthy Now with Candace, connecting people with plans to transform lives. As the old year wraps up and the new year, new year starts off, I bet you y'all are looking to get your health care goals met this year, right? Sure, I am. I would love to work with you. I am accepting new clients. If you'd like to learn more, contact me through com.
0: And Hunter Creation, if you're looking to get your business cards or brochures or posters, banners printed, Hunter Creation can help you save a lot of money, and they usually beat Vistaprint. So if you're looking for good printing prices, contact HunterCreation.com.
2: That's all you new herbal businesses, too, over this next year. You're going to need printing. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You'll need printing. That's for sure. And Vistaprint, it's not necessarily your friend. No. no.
1: They, they uh, did a really great job of selling my uh, email. To oh, lots of places. Great. I did not appreciate that. No, bad, bad. Right. Y'all didn't do that for me, though. So that's where we're using you Let Hunter Creation
2: do it. They'll mm-hmm. do it
0: right. All right. Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: Sierra Lupe Herbal Consulting is my personal herbal consulting business, and my specialty is working with existing diagnosis and medication, although I have patients that come in that don't have a, um, existing – uh, medication, and I help supplement whatever the things are that you 've got going in your life to achieve a healthier lifestyle. Uh, you can reach me at Sierra Lupe herbal
2: consulting at gmail dot com yes, and remember sue 's really really good at connecting and talking with doctors and speaking their language so if you 're concerned about the herbs that you want to use and you want to make sure that the doctor respects that, sue will be your person that 's right. I speak doc.
0: All right. Ace High Heat Graphics, if you're looking for custom imprinted shirts or hats, they've got you covered. If you're looking for uh, a great way to fundraise for your organizations, they can offer you a one color white shirt at $5.25, $5. which allows you to turn around and sell it for a whole lot more. So if you have any fundraising needs, contact AceHighHeatGraphics.com or sales at com.
2: Oh, and don't forget. That you will also be supporting youth because that's actually a youth-owned business. That's right. It is.
0: It is a youth-owned business. Uh, Herbal Nerd Society, guys.
2: The Herbal Nerd Society is my favorite group of folks.
0: Yes. They are fabulous. <laughs> they are wonderful. <laughs> yep. The Herbal Nerd
2: Society is our collective society mm-hmm. for teaching and sharing great information on herbs. Mm -hmm. They support us by paying a small monthly membership fee and we support them in their herbal studies by creating and writing on
1: different herbs each month. Yep, we focus on one herb a month, which we've said over and over again, that's the best way to learn herbs. Just take one and focus on it and make it your friend.
2: And for those of you who've tried that and then say, oh my God, so I got to know these five herbs really well, but I really don't know how to formulate with them. We write articles every month oh, on, on formulation yeah. for working with the specific herb that we're working with. Mm-hmm. And once you get to know it really well, here's some ideas for how to formulate with yep.
1: it. Using it energetically, um, yeah. we'll pick one of the chemical constituents and talk about that one. And then you find when we're talking about another herb, it'll have a similar chemical in it. And then you're interlacing your knowledge through the months so that you understand how these herbs work with our bodies even better. It's pretty fun. And just a, a basic introduction that Candice specializes in mm-hmm. every time is nice so that you're not lost in this herbal, no. herbal world. You, you have a, a helping hand along
2: the way and will the in that introduction we usually source videos that are beyond the practical herbalist so you mm-hmm. kind of get an idea of some other potential herbal teachers that might be good ones to look at yep. and a thought on whether or not this might be an herb you can grow mhm that's right
0: other be- other benefits are access to all of the past podcasts that you can stream from your iPhone or phone or your computer and also a typically an advertising free um Read, readability on this on the on the, um, on the website. Yep. Yep. I had a whole different sentence to say there, but it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, ad free viewing. There yes, you
2: go, ad free viewing.
0: Um, so uh, for forty nine ninety nine a month, or four ninety nine a you no know, forty nine ninety nine for the year. Yeah, that makes and more sense. Four dollars 99 a month. You can become a member and support the Practical Herbalist and Real and Radio. Yep. All right. So on with the show. Guys, show 167, our herb lab on milk thistle. And uh, we had Yaka Levine in the studio, and we talked all about milk thistle, which I thought was a interesting topic. I didn't know that he was, uh, it just seemed it's a good topic, but I didn't know it would be a holiday, you know, like this time of year topic. You know? well, it was
2: funny because I didn't know what we were going to be talking about. He said, going to talk about milk thistle. I'm like, Really? Okay. <laughs> There it was a terrific discussion. It's always a great discussion with him. Yeah, so.
1: he's an interesting guy. And yeah, I know an he's guy. got this thing about nutritional coaching and therapy, but I, I know him as a herbalist. I mean, that's yeah. how I first met him. We worked at a herb company
0: together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so before we go much further than this, now... Here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter.
1: And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio.
0: Okay, great. So Sue, how do you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do. know that Yakov Levine, he's a hell of a guy. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. yeah, I've known him for many, many years. Uh twenty years. I've, I've known him for up. 20 years, yeah. It's a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. I know that because I shortly after meeting him uh got pregnant with Aaron.
2: Mm. Who well, is What are you saying? Yeah, actually, ooh, what are you that saying? sounded a little sketchy there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are you implying, Sue?
0: <laughs> well, Aaron isn't isn't balding and doesn't speak Brooklyn, so
2: maybe no. Yeah. And Aaron does look yeah. an awful lot like his father. Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: six foot two. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that was weird. Uh, he, yeah, so he he was a good ally for me because the company that we worked at together was not what you would call pregnant person friendly.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So there were a number of people that were good allies for me, and he was among them.
2: Good, And his
1: wife was super sweet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she'd walk through the door and take a look at me and go, "You need a hug. So, yeah, they're good people. And uh, here years later, this last year, his wife was teaching an art class. Mm-hmm. and it was for children and so i brought my granddaughter to Aww. it. Yay. Yep, she's wonderful with children. Nice. Oh, amazing. Thanks. So, yes, there's oh. my history with him. Yeah. So i know him as an herbalist. That's that's that is the way i have been introduced to him and and we sat around a lot and talked about different plants. And i now that i think about it, you know, with his experience with kidney cancer and Mm -hmm. then some of the other things that he's been going through, the milk thistle. makes a lot of sense. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he also has that thing where the people that come through his door and that he serves, that's where his primary focus is. Right. Many of us become herbalists because we ourselves get ill. Right. And then we become better herbalists because we serve others. Right. Yeah. So that's the same thing for him.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I decided, (laughs) excuse me, I decided to do my own milk thistle experiment just because it's an herb I haven't worked much with. And he really changed my mind about whether or not it's a wise thing to be using Mm -hmm. regularly. So I was like, well, I ordered up some powder, got myself some powder, and I decided to start taking it. Yeah. And I have not. I mean, it's only been like a week. So, you know, and I haven't taken it consistently every day because a couple of days I forgot. Mm -hmm. The first day I tried it, I was like, oh, this tastes horrible. And then the next day I really liked the flavor and I found since I've really liked the flavor.
1: Like you got past the the bitter part and you went into the more the nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: and when I, the first day I took it, I've been having, dare I say it, night sweats. Mm-hmm. it's that time. it's okay you can say oh, that to me it's that time mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've been having that for several months now mm-hmm. and it's like probably a textbook thing where it's covers on covers off covers on covers off like every 20 or 30 minutes all night long right you know it's really irritating it's like
1: karate kid except yeah not wax on wax off yeah it's
2: covers on covers That's off right. yeah it's been yeah. less than pleasant yep and um And so I decided to, well, I was like, well, you know, maybe this will help. Mm -hmm. And I noticed the first night that I took it, I took it in the evening before bed. Then I went to bed and had problems, you know, had a covers on covers off, but it wasn't as bad or as frequent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's just this night because some nights are worse than others. Right. Sure. What I've noticed over this week is that every night that every day that I take it or night that I take it, the night that I, that night sleeping after taking it sometime during the day is a better night's sleep. I still have night sweats. You know, mm-hmm. I still have like but it's not as many and it's not as intense mm-hmm. as the nights when I don't take it. Right. And right now that's the only herb that I'm taking because I've I have I was taking one set of formulas that were working, but then there was a big giant cold virus and
1: mm-hmm. I just
2: haven't reestablished that formula. And I'm not entirely sure it's the right formula for me at the moment anyway. so and I
1: still jimmy it, like throw burdock or something like that into it. Yeah. So the, the thing that I know is mm-hmm. that your liver is instrumental in mm-hmm. processing hormones. Oh, yeah. So yeah. having while you're going through some hormonal issues, yeah. then working on your liver is very, very important. And yeah. um, working with trans people – helping them they're, support their we're not trying they need a lot quote, of unquote, support for detox their... but support yeah. while their their body is adjusting to the hormones that they're taking during oh, yeah. that transitional time
2: yeah well yeah their bodies are flooded with hormones yep for yep. that time yeah
1: yeah and um endocrinologists have a tendency to do more like one size fits all with the mm-hmm. um, im injections and different things like that and I, frankly, uh, tend to see uh, gender as more of a spectrum as well. Some mm-hmm. people have more estrogen than other people naturally. Right. And wherever your comfort level is uh, with how you have your hormones, I think that's, yeah. that's what's important to feel good with it. We've had people come in that have said, well, I'm really on the low end of testosterone, um, but, and my endocrinologist would like me to take more but I just, I feel good here. Yeah. So I'm like, well, there you go. There you go. You yeah. You found your magic place, my friend. Yep. Own your power. That's right. That's right. So it feels good to have uh, things where people are able to make their, their liver healthy, their kidneys healthy, their yeah. hormones, like the whole thing feels good. And yeah. um, teenage times is another one of those issues. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, definitely. And if you truly, if you want to avoid autoimmune diseases developing, it would be wise to really take good care of your kidneys and your liver and your hormonal system in general, mm-hmm. you know? So yep. milk makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And balancing it with things like turmeric, dandelion, burdock, those are my mm-hmm. three favorites to um, blend it with. I find yeah. that it, it um, is just easier on the system.
2: Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I've been thinking about blending it. If I decide to add a formula, I've been thinking about adding like some licorice root because it's a good, generally oh, supportive one. Estrogen balance yeah.
1: too, good idea. Yeah, yeah. experiment yeah. in there too.
2: Yeah, and for right. my, and good I've idea. also been thinking about working with some mother wart for it. I don't have a lot of the signs of serious heat, but I know that can build for myself mm-hmm. quickly. Sure. And that's part of the formula I was taking, was about cooling the heat and getting, you know, so supporting the liver so that it could do its work well and helping the kidneys to be able to drain, you know, kidney and bladder system to mm-hmm. be able to drain properly mm-hmm. and to um, not drain quickly. Like dandelion really drains. Dandelion and burdock, both yeah. are like very quickly draining.
1: Yeah. Goodbye edema.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fast. And that, and for me that it wasn't as much that I needed to drain fast as I needed to just keep things moving. And mm-hmm. so I was working with herbs that were more about just circulatory. Circling, yeah. What circulating. about hawthorn? That's not one that I've been working with specifically for hot flashes, but it is a really good herb for keeping things moving. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. I've been trying to be more flexible with my, you know, I, I have a routine. There's a certain mm-hmm. population that yeah. I work with and the, the people come in with There's variations, but, you know, like, oh, it's diabetes day or whatever. Right, right? yeah. So you get these, this works, and so it works for this person, and it's working for this person, but looking at these herbs differently and Mm -hmm. kind of learning new ways to work with them has been really fun. And Hawthorne is so flexible, but I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. high blood pressure. I just throw that at somebody and it'll be fine. And it is, and it it's is helpful, yeah. But yeah. there's so many other things that it works for.
2: Yeah. Well, I think pairing Hawthorne with Motherwort for high blood pressure makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good one.
1: Yeah. And anybody that that notices their blood pressure is fluctuating, um, any kind of palpitations, of course. But mm-hmm. I know that Motherwort is it's supposed to be really great after you give birth and you get the postpartum depression yeah. because it also helps
2: with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and it helps tighten the tissues up. Right. So that they will, like depression is, when you have depression, one of the things that depression can be linked to is lax tissues. Mm-hmm. So the tissues are have too much water and they're not toned. Mm-hmm. And motherwort helps tone your uterus and, and your lower abdomen up again after, you know, mother or after childbirth, which is yeah. rather traumatic for that area. It's very traumatic. Yeah. So it helps to like <laughs> tone that back up and get things moving in a proper harmony again, which can therefore alleviate depression. Because mm-hmm. depression is, can be, it isn't mm-hmm. always, but it can be your bodies or your emotional mind state, Trying to tell you, send up the warning signal that well, there's something not right here, mm-hmm. and it can just be your body. Your uterus is depressed, right? You know, I mean, and yeah. you're depressed, meaning it's lax. It it needs to tone. Yeah, and mother work can help with that.
1: Yep, and and I didn't, we're not saying that childbirth isn't natural. No, throwing just, up is also natural. But it's very traumatic.
2: Well, yeah. When you think about it, I mean, <laughs> sex is pretty violent. huh. It, it's a violent thing. That doesn't mean it's bad. Right. But it's kind of a violent thing. And childbirth also yep. kind of a violent thing. Extremely
1: painful. Yeah.
2: Yep. Not bad. Just.
1: Yep. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's get back to the liver, shall we? And, yes. our, and our lovely yes. milk
2: thistle. Yes. Um, so I, how have you been using milk thistle?
1: Well, uh, the blends, like I was talking about, um, has just been – normally I would give out milk thistle and dandelion like because we see oh, a lot of hepatitis yeah. C. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're giving a lot of people dandelion and milk thistle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been recently throwing turmeric into that mix, mm-hmm. and it's really helped people also with a nausea accompanying – um Pepsi. okay so um for people that have constant nausea i've given them an extra little dose if they're getting a tincture mm-hmm. of uh, a mint one of the mints whatever their favorite might be oh okay and that just the taste of that helps deal with the initial nausea like the people that the nausea comes all the way to the top of their mouth
2: oh yeah you know.
1: Um, and then particularly people have been drinking a lot. They have a lot of um, issues with their esophagus. Yeah. The alcohol is burned.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Damage to the esophagus. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So um, those are the kind of blends that I've been experimenting with. And then, of course, I'm throwing for people that um, have alcohol issues and uh, hepatitis or, or liver concerns. I, I was throwing kudzu in there because that, yeah. that helps with the cravings. So. I know there's a lot of other herbs that help with that, but those are those are the ones I have easy access to, and that works, makes a difference. Works having bobulus Yeah,
2: yeah. A lot of times, what's close at hand is what you need to really look to first.
1: Yep. And the new thing for me is um, using the just the powder. Like, how do you? Mm-hmm. How are you using the powder?
2: So the first night I took it, I tried a little taste of it, didn't like it, and put it into some capsules. Okay, and that worked okay. Right, and then I tried that the second night too, and then the third night I was too lazy to put it in capsules. I admit it. I really admit it. I so really you just took it. a mouthful. So I stuck it into a hot chocolate. I decided I would make hot chocolate for myself, so I did that, and it actually was really quite good in there. Huh. And then on one of the other nights, I. One of the other times I took it, I put it into a, it was like late and I didn't want to make anything and I just wanted to go to bed. So I took a teaspoon of it, put it in the bottom of a cup, added enough water to make it.
1: Like a gruel? Yeah, like a gruel. So there was like,
2: yeah, I put like maybe three ounces of water. It wasn't a lot. And I chugged it down and then I used more water to rinse it out. So I got most of the powder into my body. Uh So it it was probably ultimately like six ounces because I had to drink it several times to get it. It actually tasted good. Yeah, I was surprised. It wasn't like drinking a cup of glue? No, it wasn't. I didn't, well, I didn't spend time mixing it up really well either. So I just kind of dumped it in and got it just working it enough so that it was wet and it would go... Because otherwise, if I just took just the powder, the very first time I tried some of just the powder, yep. yeah, it kind of got stuck. It didn't move yep. past my tongue. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to drink a lot of water to make that work. Work.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That would be horky. Um, yeah. I can see how that would be so, bad. So for um, if you want to make a glycerite, this is the this is the other new thing is um, where working on a formula that is a syrup formula because nice. a lot of people.
2: The alcohol is not the, great for the them. The alcohol is yeah. not
1: great for them, and that's pretty potent way of taking it, though. And, then and the it's the expensive. Yeah. Right. The
2: alcohol gets very expensive. Yeah. yeah. So
1: we ran into a person that also has trouble, can't take alcohol, and also has trouble with capsules.
2: Yeah. Some people have a hard time when they swallow capsules. It feels like they get stuck in their throats. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you not want to take them. Right.
1: Exactly. So, uh, we, well, I was talking to them about putting it, you get like a little bit of white bread, Mm -hmm. you know, the old fashioned pills that you used to make. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you just roll, roll the powder into that and then take that. And then you can eat it nibbling on it. So you don't have to swallow it. It's not like a bread pill, but you can just eat it. Yeah. It's a little bit gritty, but you can go down. You can, that's okay. So making, uh, a syrup is what I'm making, but it could mm-hmm. be glyceride too. Of taking the seed and like the regular seed and then crushing that in your um mano matate uh, just enough to like break up the seed a little bit and then mm-hmm. putting the um putting 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 that in water, bringing that up to, to just before boil and adding the dandelion roots slivered okay in that. And then once that – and then covering it so it's like a decoction. Yeah. And letting that sit on the back burner for a long time. Mm-hmm. In my case, it would probably be a slow cooker.
2: Yeah, um, I was going to say a slow cooker probably would do that really well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and then after – at the end of the day, usually I'm thinking I'll come back from work. And then straining it out and then mm-hmm. adding the um, one one part of the um, decoction to five parts of the honey.
2: Oh, okay. Nice.
1: And that should be that should be pretty it should good. taste really
2: good. Yeah, I mean, nice It'll, and sweet. Yeah, yeah.
1: People won't have problems taking that.
2: No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and as you were talking about, I was like, wow. If you were making a peanut butter sandwich, you could sprinkle that on your peanut butter sandwich and then just eat the sandwich. That would actually blend the in dry. With pe- yeah, the powder would blend in really well with a peanut butter be sandwich, like
1: crunchy style.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and if you did, if you had it all powdered, powdered already. Mm-hmm. Then it's broken down, so it's ready to digest easily. Yeah. So that would work well for some of the folks that you're working with that have access to peanut butter sandwiches. Sure, it <laughs> could be a really simple. The unhoused
1: eat a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. Um. we well, Yeah. Because car-
2: yeah, the if flavors just would blend very nicely.
1: Sure. Have a powder and then yeah. put that in with because it sops up that oil.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That could be another idea. Right. The syrup will probably taste a lot better.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be but nice the and whole sweet. Point is it's going in their mouth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and sometimes it's just however can you get it in. Yeah. You know, I mean.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Definitely. What
2: works. What works.
1: Whatever works. That's what you got to do. Yep.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've also been wondering about. Um, turn it into little pellets, how to do that. And I'm going to have to check Mm -hmm. that out and then get back to y'all about it. Like tea powder, tea pellets like they do.
2: I have worked with tea pellets. Have you made them? I have. And I the one that I did, I wasn't really satisfied with. First, you make a tea powder. So you make a decoction that you pretty much don't strain. I think you strain out like half of the herb, but you leave some in. So like the milk thistle, if I was doing a tea powder with that, I would just Mm -hmm. leave the powdered really well powdered milk thistle half of the the powder in the in water there, in the water and then you you pretty much like keep reducing it and reducing it. it gets really really concentrated and you reduce it down to the point where it becomes like a paste and then you just smooth that out onto like in your dehydrator that mm-hmm. like absolutely cool dehydrator you have just yeah. like smooth that onto a like onto a plastic or like a parchment paper a paste and dehydrate it until it becomes completely dry and then you break it up and you have the tea powder oh. and then if you want to turn that into like a pill you could add honey to it if you want to make it sweet and more palatable oh. um there's a different there's a couple different gums that you can try also gums yeah like a xantham gum i oh. think and i, I think xantham is one of the ones there's actually Thomas easily talks about making tea pill concentrates or tea pills mm-hmm. on the, one of his lessons in the art and science of um, plant medicine making.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So that would be something you could look up, but in the book he talks about it. And then um, I also saw instructions for it in one of Michael Tiara's books. I think it was in, I think that was the way of Chinese herbs, but I can't remember for sure Mm -hmm. which one of his, but I saw his instructions as well. right? So yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, I, what I did it, I wasn't able to powderize. If you're using whole herbs that didn't go in as a powder in the first place, Mm -hmm. then you have to, when you get down to the point where you're going to take out half the dry material or half the, the mark. And then leave the other half fan. The stuff you leave in, you're supposed to blender it really well. Mm-hmm. And the time I did it, I was doing it with some really fibrous roots. I don't remember oh, which ones no. they were. So they didn't it didn't chop up well enough. Right. You know, so that's why I wasn't really satisfied with it. Yeah. And I've intended to go back and do it again, but I haven't.
1: Uh-huh. Well, so. Jim Duke, like a mentioned this, had a he's got a recipe out there that's it's like coffee beans and milk thistle and a couple of other things that he mm-hmm. puts in there to help people deal with uh recovering from alcoholism mm. and you just put nice. that you know you know you put that in your coffee maker.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: So you're your you're, you're he's given people that mix and then they just put it in their grinder. Yeah. Make that sound. Not with your mouth like I just did, but with the actual machine. And then you pour <laughs> it in. And then you're, I don't know what that yeah, would taste like, but. Pretty
2: much making coffee with it. Yeah. It's probably not that different from chicory coffee. Uh-huh. I bet. I bet it's got a similar flavor to it, the Southern style. It
1: might. Yeah. Chicory and roasted dandelion, right? Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Like when they, I've seen, I've seen, seen or, you know, watch people. I don't drink coffee, but I've watched mm-hmm. them mix. Half coffee beans and half chicory coffee, so half yeah. roasted chicory and dandelion. Yeah, I bet you it's similar to that. Probably,
1: yeah. And the um, th- making it, if you're having trouble with that, and y'all are trying it out, and you're just going, man, this is this is just like gas station decaf. It's horrible. Then you can throw in some cinnamon. Yeah, that will make it a little more robust.
2: Yeah, cinnamon kind of fixes a lot of things, doesn't it? Yes, it It
1: certainly does. And that is our herb of the month in December.
2: Yes. We love
1: cinnamon. So nice thing about it. It tastes good and it'll help you balance that blood sugar problem you get. Mm -hmm. Yep, that is for sure. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things that we wanted to notice about um, milk thistle. And... um, that is that it does have, um, according to Mos- Mosby's Handbook of Herbs and Natural Supplements, it it doesn't have any uh, adverse reactions with food or with other herbs, but it should not be used with drugs metabolized by the P450 enzyme. So if that's one of your issues, I'm sorry, my friends, you're going to have to take old milk thistle off your list. But other than that, there, is, there isn't anything here that I'm seeing for Um, counterindications other than the standard stuff if you're hypersensitive to it because it is in the asteracea family or pregnancy. They always say pregnancy and don't give it to kids and don't take it if you're lactating. And the reason why they always have that is because they just don't have enough studies to prove it's safe. They don't have studies to prove it's not safe. But they don't have studies
2: to prove it safe either, so that's why you always see that. Right. So if you're not sure whether the drugs or the pharmaceuticals you're taking are um, metabolized by the P four fifty enzyme, P four fifty enzyme, I strongly mm-hmm. encourage you to go and ask your pharmacist mm-hmm. if you the drugs you're taking are metabolized by your liver. My guess is there's a pretty good chance that they could be. Mm-hmm. So check the side effects listings. Yep, and usually drugs that are metabolized by the liver will have some kind of warning about could become toxic to your liver. Mm-hmm. So check for that, but also talk to your pharmacist. Yep, and make sure you get that again. P P four fifty enzyme. So and I'm repeating it because I would forget. <laughs> okay. So write that down, people. Right P P four fifty enzyme. Enzyme. Right. And, and ask pharmacists.
1: And a lot of pharmacists do know about this one, um, because um Silamarin is one of those very famous herbs from the from years ago. It's mm-hmm. it's not new to them and they often will sell it in their pharmacies too. Right. So right. you know, you're not you're not giving them anything new. Right. Well and they
2: <laughs> you know, pharmacists are trained. They should the words is this drug metabolized by the P four fifty enzyme? Right, should be enough for that. They should be able to say yes or no, and then you have your answer about right. whether milk thistle is appropriate for you. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yep, and the RX list also online will say mm-hmm. as well. So, but other than that, it's it's a it's great for great for helping support your liver, and it's got a little bit of bitterness so digestion in general. And I'm I I think the world of that. Herb. I've been using it for so long, I just, I think that my problem is I haven't been using it as creatively as I could. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to be better about combining it into more formulas. Oh,
2: well, we have to thank Yakov for that. Yes, thank you, Yakov. <laughs> He's
1: not here, but we are, well, I'm waving to him wherever he might be. He's
2: he's sitting at his computer right now, listening to this podcast. Sure, that's what he's doing.
1: Howdy, howdy.
0: Yep. Now it's time for a little herbal one hundred and one, guys. We had a question from Crystal. She writes, "Hello, do you know if it is safe and or healthy to eat the stems or woody portion of the thyme herb if they're all if they are diced up? I often use thyme in cooking, and the little stems frequently end up in my cooking. Thank you." So, Sue Candice. Can eat the stems.
2: I admit I have eaten many a stem due to lazy cutting on my part. Kill you yeah.
0: dead. <laughs> yeah. Kill you yeah. dead. Yeah. No, it
2: won't kill you dead. <laughs> They're not as the woodier they get, the older the stem gets, or the thicker, harder the stem gets, the mm-hmm. less enjoyable it is on the palate, but it's not going to kill you. Nope.
1: In fact, when we make herbal medicine in yeah. the um, commercial, like mm-hmm. in a commercial setting, then you just get the The top half of the plant, the aerial part, and you just throw that into your Mm -hmm. giant bat-o, whatever. Yes. You know, if you're making like a tea or something, then they're getting a little more refined. And it is mostly leaves. It's not all leaves. Right. There are little bits of stem, but it's um, you can get some of the thymol, which is the volatile oil in the thyme. In mm-hmm. the stem as well as the leaf. But the majority yeah. of it is going to be in the leaf. And yeah. you want to, of course, for those that do not know, get it before it has bloomed or budded.
2: Yeah. It's best when it's, yeah, before it's bloomed or budded. And it's the softer, more greener parts. That's Like right. even in the stem, the more greener stem is going to have more essential oil than the more woodier, older yeah. stem. Yep.
1: Yeah. But it it's, it, but yeah. it could kill you if you eat like a whole stick of
0: it and it gets stuck in your throat.
2: That could, yeah. Oh, geez, like a like <laughs> a fish don't want to do that. No, like, like a, a fishbone. Bone. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: If you want to use it for cooking, which it sounds like that's what she's doing,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: start at the top and pull down. That, yeah. that motion will strip all the leaves off the stem. And okay. So the very top of the – Pinch
2: the top edge of the stem. Pinch the top
0: edge and then and just go dry your top, other
2: hand down.
0: Top to bottom and that will pull just, all of the leaves off. Yeah. And then that very part that you were pinching, just pinch with the fingers and that will come off. And then there's no – Flick it at people. Yeah, there's, there's no less, cutting of the stem. There's yeah. no – you know if, you, if you're going to use it for uh, you know a culinary application or cooking – Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's preferable. That's the preferable method. Yes. If you're going to use it for making medicine, then, like you said, the aerial mm-hmm. parts are fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, it's really fun to put if, if you've got a cold and you mm-hmm. have a vaporizer.
2: Oh, yeah. You could just throw the whole chunks in there. Exactly. Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So don't you worry
1: about it. Yeah. But yeah, you could take your eye out with a stem. You don't could. do that. Don't stick it in your nose. Don't stick it in your ear.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: Don't yeah. don't stab people with it. But other well, than try that, it's to stab fine. Try not to. Yeah, it it's might
2: antiseptic. So
1: not. oh my, yeah, yeah, it might be like a something. clean wound, like a like a, a clean in Star Wars one. when they cut off somebody's arm and it just immediately heals.
2: Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's
1: <laughs> wow. I'm getting quite the look from Patrick.
2: Yeah, that is
1: not the look of approval. He does not approve. Uh uh-uh. uh Definitely. Uh You never
0: say these things when someone's asking if you're (laughs) safe or not. You just (laughs) bypass all of the possibility of someone misconstruing what you said.
1: See how safe we are? We (laughs) are being super careful. Yes.
2: Now welcome now and in a future far, far away.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. Did that answer it? Should we go on?
0: No, I, I think what we said is it's safe.
1: It's
2: safe. It is
0: safe. And that's a great question. Enjoy yeah. your, your cooking, Crystal. Yep. All right. And with that, guys, put, put an herb, herb on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease.